Shomalechem Rabotai, Rabbi Kalman Akiva Kovacs, continuing with the Mishnah Yomi for Zion Nisan, uh, April 8th, Erev Shabbos. Good Shabbos, everyone. We are continuing with Kilayim in uh, the fourth parak. Yesterday we started parak Karachat about Kilaya Kerem, about your vineyard, and a Karachat was a bald spot in a vineyard, like the Karachat of a Mitzurah. And we also talked about planting that and also about the Mahol HaKerem. Mahol HaKerem was apparently the perimeter between the vines themselves and the goder and, and, and the fence. Now in Mishnah Gimel, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, He says, what we called Mahol HaKerem yesterday, and we thought that was the perimeter, he says, that's actually called a Geder HaKerem. He says, What's a Mahol HaKerem? Ben Shnei Kromim. So Ben Shnei Kromim says, between one vineyard and the next vineyard, you had an area, a valley, a space with multiple vineyards, and it's it's recognizable that they're separate. There's a fence in between, there's a space in between, or they're in di- the rows are in different directions. Uh, you know, it's not one big kerem biyavne. It's it's a separate kromim. He says this this mahola kerem is in between each separate vineyard, and therefore would have the din like a karachat kerem, like it would need a, a larger space either 16 or 12 amot, according to Beit Shammai Beit Hillel, to plant something else in there, because you need to have four amot on either side. According to Rabbi Yehuda, the Geder Akerem would be more mekel. If in Rabbi Yehuda's understanding of how a vineyard works and how Kilayim works in a vineyard, if you have a space of four amot outside of your vines, you need that four amot space. Remember, that's avodas Akerem, that's to bring in your wagon, bring in your workers, harvest your grapes. So if you have that space, and then you have a little extra space, until the fence, you'd be allowed to plant something in that extra small space as long as there was a four-ama gap for Avodatakarim between the vines themselves and the other species. So in his mind, in Rabbi Yudah's understanding, you could, even with a smaller space, you could plant a second species near the fence around the perimeter of the vineyard. It was called a Gederakarim. The mission continues, Ezehu Gader, says, they say, what is a valid fence for a vineyard? A 10 tefachim tall fence, like we know, the fence around one's roof needs to be this height also. It's sort of the minimal fence height. And we know, uh, as we're going to see uh, by sukkah, that's sort of the minimum height of a wall is ten fachim. The harits, or a ditch, going down into the ground to a mokasara, virachavarba, a ditch that's four tefachim deep, uh, sorry, ten tefachim deep and four tefachim across, counts as enough of a separation. It's recognizable that it separates the vineyard from the fields or the other vineyard or whatever is next to it. And that's sort of a, a big enough to count as a gather, as a fence or a separation. Mishnah Dal continues about fencing your vineyard. Mechitzat hakanim. A mechitza. Now, mechitza, we know famously in a synagogue, in a Beit Knesset, we make a mechitza. But this one is mechitzat hakanim. It's made of, of reeds or of bamboo. And there's a space, there's a gap in between each shaft of these of this wood. So I say, if there is not three tfachim between each pole, each bamboo or each each, uh, each each shaft here, so that a goat cannot push through, then this is a valid mechitza. So even though there's quite a bit of space in between each pole that's forming the mechitza, it still counts as a gather, it still counts as a fence, because it's serving the primary objective, which is to keep people and small animals out. So three tefachim is big enough for a goat to wiggle in there and get in. And so if you don't have three tefachim gap, 
it's a valid mechitza, it keeps the goats out. We say the same thing by the walls of the sukkah. You don't want to have a three tafach gap in there, uh, so you don't want the goats to come in and eat everything off your table during sukkah. So that's sort of the uh, that's sort of the um, the example they give because goats want to get in there and, and chew on everything. So you need something to keep the goats out and kavachomer keep everything else out. Mishnah continues. Goder shenifrats. What if there was a fence, a valid fence, a nice gishmak fence, but it got broken through in one place? Ad eser amot if, it, if this breach, the M, the open part, is up to 10 amot across, it's treated like a petach, like a door. Yatr uh, bigger than 10 amot, kenega the pirza asr. Now it's like a broken down fence, and you couldn't plant a second species next to the fence area uh, because it's like a broken fence. It's not recognizable that it's forming the perimeter and the boundary between the kerim and what's outside. Nivetzubo pratzot harbe, if it was broken in this original fence, a lot of breaches... If the standing fence, the remaining fence, is more than the broken part, it's still mutter. You would still look at this and say, yeah, there was a fence there, and these breaches are small. They're all less than 10 amot, so it looks like a fence with a lot of doorways rather than a broken down fence. So it's still be mutter to plant a second species all next to the fence line as long as you have, again, the four amot gap. If the broken parts are bigger than the fenced-in parts, then anything next to the broken parts, even if these gaps are smaller than 10 amot, you couldn't plant a second species there because it doesn't really look like the Mahola Kerem or the Gedra Kerem, Rabbi Huda's understanding, and that looks like a Karachat Kerem. That looks like sort of it's between the... Uh, it, it, the fence is not really showing recognizably that this is around the perimeter because the fence is broken down. It's important in life to have solid barriers and boundaries, not just in vineyards, but for expectations and behavior. Good Shabbos, everyone. Hatzlocha.